one of the all-time favorite shows. to episode 32 of Because You're Home and today we are welcome with the fantastic Plastic Fangs guys we have John and Rodney and we are so welcome to have them over we were lucky enough to have been invited over to record on their episode just previously so we're riding on that high and we're feeling good and it's Easter so not only do we have Rodney and John over to talk about their own podcast but we're also going to talk about the little snippets of Easter eggs where you might have easter eggs dropped into films just to give a little dash here and there to remind you of other horror films that happened but um we are going to focus on john and rodney so john and rodney i'd like to welcome you onto our podcast oh hey well thank you thank you for having us i also feel like as if i sound like as if i'm on bad radio (laughs) (laughs) no it was it was done very well (laughs) oh i feel welcome Yes. Well, uh, hello, Grace. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I slipped straight into that like 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah, it's a 2 a.m. podcast. We're, we're, we're feeling good. We are feeling nice and loose. Yeah. Uh, well, it's uh, 9 p.m. over here on the uh, East Coast, uh, straight out of uh, Virginia in the United States of America. Yep. So, John mm. Ramsey, oh. whichever one you guys want to elect to speak, can you give us a brief overcast of what your podcast is all about? Me? Oh. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes, John. Go ahead. <laughs> well, um, we have a horror theme podcast called the Plastic Fangs Podcast that uh, Rodney and I started up just over a year ago. Uh, and pretty much nothing is off the table to talk about but we try to stay focused on horror but of course that we also try to make each other laugh and mm-hmm. uh <laughs> uh but uh yeah what we some we've had guests we've had uh we've had friends mm-hmm. um we we've had you on the show <laughs> Yay! um and uh yeah i mean i mean to, to still a quote from aaron we're just getting started still yes. <laughs> but um, yeah rodney Essentially, uh, the conversations that we've been having since we first met in middle school are the conversations that you hear. Uh, it's, it's been a conversation that uh, started over uh, uh, comic books and other nerd stuff and has just, uh, it hasn't stopped in 30 years right john about oh, right. that sounds about right yeah because we're old we're old yeah. <laughs> it translates so well into the listening though um, oh, you can really tell that you're good friends like the chemistry there is brilliant and when you're listening to it i always feel like you're genuinely kind of part of the conversation yeah and you're in the I, room with you guys yeah mm-hmm. and i know i've said this before off when we were we were not recording but like you are like legitimately on my rotation of oh podcasts yeah now, like a hundred percent and I absolutely love listening and I was listening to your podcast walking to work one day and the sound bite that you put in I thought was behind me and I ducked <laughs> on my way to work there were two women beside me I'd say they actually thought I was on something and I had my bike and I'm not that fit so I can't cycle 
uphill so i have to walk up i have to walk my bike uphill <laughs> um so you can just imagine like big earphones i hear this big thing coming in to do with the uh, <laughs> the blair witch project i legit like duck on a hill with my bike and then I was like oh it's in the podcast keep going (laughs) (laughs) sorry sorry keep on moving you can thank John for that yeah I was like so engrossed in the podcast that I was like oh no it's not real life it's okay (laughs) (laughs) oh and and thank you by the way because you said some really really nice beautiful stuff about that episode with that we did with Aaron it it was brilliant it really like it's another thing is I was fascinated with the start of the Blair Witch Project when they were talking about the history behind who she was and how the kids got killed and not that I was interested in how kids got killed (laughs) but in the story but basically you guys you oh you you Mm. did so much more research into it which really opened it up for me and it it was fantastic I couldn't recommend it 100 percent it was just Mm -hmm. so good well, y'all um, know Aaron, you know, uh, you yeah. had him on the show from uh, Class Horrorcast. He yes. is a big fan of Blair Witch Project, uh, like I am. That when, he, when we first had him on the show, we actually, we, we talked about Blair Witch Project and, and, and kind of like uh, afterwards when we were talking, we are like, dude, we should do a watch party for Blair Witch. And so we did finally set it up. Um, Aaron uh, uh, brought some of that and a lot of it i knew uh, as well uh john just recently yeah i, I only it watched and... it for the watch party for the first yeah. time and, oh uh, right yeah yeah I, I i i had missed that blair witch train back in 99 oh, yeah. wow yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna go see in the theater and it was sold out so i went and saw deep blue sea and it was well, not bad not actually bad. i heard that i was listening to you say that <laughs> no! today as well and i was like not a bad movie though i have it i have a part in my heart for that like uh, any film with samuel l jackson i'm kind of like i'll give that a watch and, really well, like sharks. It, that's true but at the that time Grace I has not it. yeah oh no no I, <laughs> yeah i missed out on um between watching team america with the um there was a twin film with matt damon and greg kinnear oh yeah um, yeah <laughs> so for you. my one of my birthdays i missed out on watching team america to watch the the twin film with them too and i remember having major life regrets major regrets <laughs> I watched I feel like Team I America was probably like, there for this, but I don't. Know. I I'm sure I dragged you all into this <laughs> team, the the twin film, and I'm like, shit, man, could have watched Team America. I have such bad regrets. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's um, you know, it's funny because uh, right now, you know, Kong versus Godzilla is kind of like everyone's kind of like hyping it because it's, yeah. you know, probably one of the first blockbusters that have come out. Uh, it's yes. on HBO, but people are going to the drive-in and the movie theaters to see it. Uh, so I kind of have gone back and started watching that whole universe, you know, like I've watched mm. the first three movies. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, I kind of skipped Kong Skull Island. Oh, no, I like that. Yeah, yeah well i mean and absolutely you mentioned samuel L. jackson i actually went back you know and, and watched and i was like that movie surprised me about how good i liked it but yeah Sa- samuel L. jackson gives that that hold on to your butts quote yeah you know he drops he, he does the yeah. curve exactly so you know i definitely you know that it's one of those lines where 
you know, it, it just, it, it, it made, I think that one quote made Skull Island for me. I was like, oh, this is a great flick, <laughs> you yeah. know? So yeah. I definitely uh, get it. Sam Jackson. I, I mean, and that's why I'm excited about the new Saw, right? Oh my God. I'm so excited. Oh. So because that film, if I'm right, was meant to be out in like 2019. No, 2020. Yeah, it was. Oh, always yeah. 2020. Yeah. Okay, right. Because I knew I thought I was like pulling it way too early. Because I'm like, oh, I, I was like, it's just kept getting pushed and pushed and pushed. I forgot when his original date was for. Her. I and think I, it was April or May of last year. It was supposed to come out, and yeah, <laughs> it didn't yeah. because everything else stopped. <laughs> the but I'm really looking for. I now that I've seen the trailers for, mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh. Yeah. And and yeah. that uh, the spiral. It seems like that. While yes, it's in the uh, the Saw universe, it, it almost has a seven feel to it. Does yes. it? Yeah. 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 So it's, uh, it's, you know what, Samuel L. Jackson just makes everything better. He does. Yeah. He and does. I think what Chris Rock is going for is mm. like um, uh, a very much so um, psychological. Like, I know Saw is, I actually had to stop personally, I had to stop watching them all. I found them to be quite gory that the, the, sure. the what they had to do to prove that they wanted to live was just a little bit too much for me. I think after the third film, I gave it a break for a good while. Um, but what I think what Chris Rock wants to do is bring it back to the like Saw 1, possibly even Saw 2, not gratuitous, but also like really messes with your head as to what you're willing to do to survive um and if that's the case i cannot wait to watch it I, if it's more so one to, to two then yeah i'm on top of it 100 um, absolutely has anyone seen the last season of fargo no. yes yeah chris rock was great in that so i'm like oh if Is that i had any questions mcgregor wait fargo two no, the, there was the last one where it was it had Chris Rock. Oh, it Rock. didn't come over here. Oh, it hasn't. Oh, my oh no! God. Spoilers, John. Well, no, 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 which was like i'm like oh i got if i had any like reservations like it's Chris Rock. i know him from comedy and his stand up that, that that's not even a worry after watching this last season of fargo with him it was great oh my gosh i can't believe it's not over there that sucks we'll, sm- we'll smuggle it to you yes. oh, why haven't we gotten that that is a disgrace it, it just went off from our from fx over here about uh, uh, a few weeks ago and probably we reach netflix next year gotcha oh that's wild. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Oh, no, don't worry, I'll get that. Don't you? Emer is always a season behind American Horror Story than I am. Yeah, I don't have HBO Max. I'm like waiting for Netflix to get off its fat ass and like start getting it. Yeah, you heard me, Netflix. If you're listening, <laughs> pop yourself on. Dang you, Netflix. <laughs> okay, so. John and Rodney, I have a few questions for you guys, just to, just so that our listeners can get a feel of what you guys are like in, in the love of horror. So just a real simple kind of question, whichever one you guys want to answer first, but how young were you when you got into 
the when you first like got interested in horror movies and kind of like what do you remember was your first horror movie that you guys watched well i i think uh john and i uh, have had the conversation uh before i started uh much younger than john did mm-hmm. as far as in the horror uh my uh what i remember is uh there was a video store called video club and they had a life-size cardboard cutout of freddy from freddy's revenge yeah. and it was scary as hell because i mean it was right by the cash register and and i remember walking by the horror section and seeing you know just even i i, I couldn't even look at all those covers you know uh, of the vhs covers and stuff but it was specifically that freddy krueger uh cut out that was life size that just it just because the way it looked it's like its eyes followed you wherever yes. you went mm-hmm. and it was like you know so as a kid you know seeing that i mean it was terrifying uh i remember my grandfather actually rented uh horror movies every now and again and he would watch them in the basement and i'd go down you know hey granddaddy what are you doing and um you know and one time he was watching nightmare on elm street three dream warriors which is actually one of my favorite films now um but it's i came down specifically at the scene when you know uh he picks up uh tuesday night and puts her you know welcome to prime time bitch yeah um and so you know that was scary but you know but then you know uh tales from the crypt came out and uh, yes the same time um you know creep show you know some of those anthology uh type of of films that you know i mean gosh in the 80s there were so many movies like uh, something wicked this way comes and and uh, i mean even disney's the headless horseman and stuff like that yes. I mean, that that they kind of set you up, you know, as far as there are some horrific things in those movies, you know, but they were they were children's fair or what have mm-hmm. you. I mean, shoot, even Darby O'Gill and the Little People had yeah. some scary uh, shit, right? That bunchy. Yeah. 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 Oh, f- yeah. <laughs> She's terrifying. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And, you know, so I think that that already there was a lot of uh, of scary elements and stuff but you know when tales from the crypt came out and then of course friday the 13th part seven you know uh mm-hmm. what was kind of it, it the new blood yeah you know where it's like you know with the uh, uh telekinesis and stuff i mean you know that that film pretty easy watch and and going back and seeing how much they cut out of part seven makes you you know kind of understand you know because gosh he took a lot of gruesome kills and stuff out of that film so you know you could see it's one of the more tamer but it definitely an entertaining version so you know i i kind of start off being extremely terrified but then you kind of dip your toe in a little bit a little bit you know kind of like you get into a a cold swimming pool so that's kind of how it started for me um ditto (laughs) Uh, moving on. Uh, uh, Same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll just, what he said. Uh, I'll have what he's having. Um, no, uh, when I was a kid, I was scared of everything, <laughs> just everything. And uh, my earliest memory of a horror movie was Carrie. I think my mom was watching it. And I was, uh, I thought it was a regular high, uh, high school movie yeah. until the 
the, the crazy prom night <laughs> scene. <laughs> and I remember that just freaked me out. And I think I was like three, maybe three and a half. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. my mom was watching TV and I, yeah, I'll watch. Uh, and then I remember the next thing that really scared me. Uh, <laughs> my, my cousins were watching Creep Show. And uh, uh, yeah, Tom Atkins is yelling at his son. He goes upstairs. And then you see the creep outside the window and that and then it animated and started flying around and I was like I ran out of the room uh, I mean that I was like oh my god and then I just stayed away from horror like I mean like 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 it was the plague it wasn't until probably middle school it was uh, Evil Dead 2 is what I got into Ooh. and 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 like and like Rodney said like with uh, Tulsa the Crypt uh like all that like you know like that was just like okay i can watch that that's not as scary but it has scary elements yeah if it gets yeah. too crazy i can change the channel uh but then yeah it's it was weird i really didn't start getting into horror until probably like probably into my 20s after college yeah wow. which is odd yeah so you kind yeah. of started it with a bit of horror comedy yeah oh definitely yeah and i mean my my brother and my 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 mom always watched horror so it was always around it's just i didn't really i i slowly gravitated to it as i got older and okay. now i'm just like well i mean it's it's now it's surrounded by me <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. very cool yeah he was literally wrapped in horror uh, with his <laughs> yeah. uh, blankie that he had oh yeah my yes. little walking dead uh <laughs> blanket yeah <laughs> So that was another question I was going to ask, like, um, John, I can see that you are an avid collector of, like, horror, like, what got you into that, and uh, Rodney, are you also a collector of horror items, or, like, what got you guys into, like, wanting physical items? Well, uh, you want to you take that first, Brian? Sure. Now, uh, so, uh, for me, it's, it's kind of one of those things where, uh, gosh back when you could first start buying movies, you know, on VHS. Uh, I mean, I had such an extensive collection, you know, I had the original scream with the, uh, 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 you know, with the blue, you know, like uh, yeah. with the blue poster artwork on it. And, um, you know, all the Tarantino movies that had come out at the time, you know, so much horror and comedy and all that. And, um, you know, of course, you know, when DVD came out, you know, you kind of, go from one to the other yeah. Uh, yeah. I, i'm kind of a techie uh, a little bit so i um uh, you know when movies start you were able to start streaming or, or downloading uh movies uh through legitimate sources yeah and um <laughs> you, you know uh things like that it's it's one of those things where i was like you know i had moved like two or three times in a matter of two years and i just remember the the heft of those boxes of movies right yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um and so i was real quick to jump in and and um and, and get rid of you know i'd take my my dvds down to like uh, gamestop you know yeah. originally you could trade them in there or movie. oh yeah we had a movie stop yeah. and stuff like that. So I trade those in and, you know, stuff like that. So I kind of got out of uh, the physical media uh, and, you know, I mean, of course, buy a DVD or Blu-ray every now and again, but, um, but I always kind of collected uh, like horror movie figures. Like at one time uh, I had the McFarlane movie maniacs, you know, and, and ah. stuff like that. And, you know, uh, be becoming a father, uh, I uh, my toys started to 
go away uh, in lieu of my son's toys. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so got rid of the, a lot of the physical media, uh, got rid of a lot of the figures and stuff like that. Uh, but I've always kind of, I've always been a collector, you know, whether it's been, you know, books or comics or what have you. Um, so here recently though, uh, probably over the last year, I've gotten back into VHS and, uh, and it, for me, it's about only getting what I really want to have, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, it's for the same reason that I got into vinyl records this year mm-hmm. for Christmas. I got a record player. So it's, um, it, it's Joe, Joe Bob Briggs on shutter did a whole thing, uh, about, the need for physical media mm. be, because you know if we leave it up to the streaming services like a lot, so i watch wrestling and yeah. I, I know mm-hmm. i'm going all over the place here but um but the wwe network recently went to peacock right which is owned oh. by nbc yeah uh, so there's no more wwe network uh really? here in the states yeah it's it's all on peacock nice. and now here's the thing though Peacock has now started going through a lot of the old wrestling stuff and removing things that are inappropriate. Oh, well, that's um, like the Vince McMahon era gone. Ex- well, a lot. Of, I mean, some of it <laughs> yeah. um, f- for real, but it's one of those things that, you know, with physical media, you know, me having a, a VHS of whatever WrestleMania that Roddy Piper decided to be black on one side and white on the other (laughs) yeah um no one's going to be able to censor or take that away no um but if i put all my eggs into the streaming or downloading they they can choose what you get to see exactly and and so it was i've never actually thought of it like that right and i mean and that's why when joe bob briggs had had done his uh speech uh, about the importance of physical media i never really thought about yeah that you are leaving up up into someone's hands and not only that but you know you don't really you pay money to buy a movie but if that streaming service shuts down or they no longer have the rights or mm-hmm. what have you, then you don't get access to that movie anymore. Right. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's again, what are you buying? There's nothing tangible there. If yeah. I go to Goodwill for five bucks and get a box of VHS, it's tangible. I can hold it. And I know that no one's going to be able to take it. So, yeah. um, so uh, just recently I got, um, uh, back into uh, some figures as well like the funko pops and stuff okay. yeah. but um I, I got an eight inch victor crowley along with um the uh the tune te- the tune terror of victor crowley so uh so yeah i'm kind of getting back into the game uh now that i've got a 12 year old son uh you know he he has Fortnite and i have toys again so <laughs> yeah so so that's my uh what i get into um i i just like collecting uh, <laughs> uh it's ha- actually i i've <laughs> i've never seeked professional help but it that is definitely an addiction uh, of sorts uh i mean i it's, it doesn't help me no but I, I do like it i do get pleasure out of having dvds vhs and it's the same thing like rodney said it, you know originally had vhs went to dvd got rid of all that stuff but then in the last 
I don't know. I mean, I've always ca- always kept DVDs and Blu-rays. Uh, I don't really do like figures that much anymore, but uh, Kurt Russell figure is supposed to be coming out sometime this summer from the thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll be buying that because that's yeah. just awesome. Uh, but uh, yeah, I like, I mean, kind of Rodney kind of just summed it up there. Like, you know, it's, you cannot stream or, or, or watch something like, uh, let me just <laughs> show and tell. I Break out go. the collection, Jim. Uh, here's this uh, VHS called Boogeyman. It's a compilation mm. of slasher. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and like, the thing is, this is not on DVD. I don't know if you can yeah. stream this anywhere. I yeah. mean, you might, maybe YouTube, but. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I mean, just like stuff like that. Uh, oh, here's another one. Oh, yeah. If Looks Kids Kill with Richard Grieco. <laughs> when he was remember that one right there. Like that one, I don't know. You might be able to stream it, but I mean, it's just like, hey, it didn't cost me much, and uh, yeah. I got it. I'm almost like a, a curator, you yeah. know. So, I mean, that that's that's why I do it. And plus, uh, like Rodney said again, uh, I I started getting back into VHS uh, about a, I guess it was 2019, so a year and a half ago. Uh, we went to VHS Fest uh, at the Mahoning Drive-in, and. I was like, where's this VHS been all my life? <laughs> I forgot <laughs> And it, it kind of, I go to consignment shops, uh, like a Salvation Army. You could buy like four, uh, yeah, you could buy four VHS for, for a dollar. Oh, so wow. I was just like, okay, here's <laughs> 45 VHS. Yeah, pretty much. And I, and, and I, I didn't find a whole lot of horror, but I found, I found others like gems. I was like, oh, I'm going to get that. I'm going to grab yeah. that. Yeah, and so that that's why I'm kind of at <laughs> at this point now with my collecting, but that's kind of slowed down a lot since uh, since the pandemic. So, and John will attest to it because we actually uh, had have been to this giant antique mall. Mm. Um, I mean, this was I mean this antique mall was was huge, and the, I mean there were different vendors, right? And it, you know, a lot of them had VHS. And there's something about kind of finding the something hunt. out in the wild, <laughs> you know, you're kind of hunting for it, you know, and, you know, it's something about coming across, um, you, you know, uh, uh, an old VHS, you know, not necessarily going on eBay or what have you, but just finding it just out in the wild. It's like, you know, like organically. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. like, Hey, I found this, you know, and I, gosh, John, you walked away with quite a few VHS. I did. From there, and yeah. the thing is it wasn't under like one store. It was multiple stores. Right. So I had to think <laughs> they, thankfully they had everything marked. So <laughs> and bringing all this v- i mean oh my god i think i got like 50 vhs that day. oh wow That's yeah because so i was just but i was just like <laughs> look at the loot i got on because it's like a hundred miles away from where we live so i'm like <laughs> i'm not gonna be here anytime soon so let yeah. me get what i what i can find mm. but yeah um it, it was a good haul that day <laughs> there's that a lot of pleasure in it though my husband um collects books um so it's similar to john what's behind you is in front of me <laughs> a lot of books <laughs> See, that's that's how my brother is he he is an avid book collector yeah well grace you guys also collect a lot of dvds oh god yeah we have a lot of DVDs. hundreds yeah mm. yeah and i'm kind of like oh that they're just our dvds yeah no we yeah but and that would it- be warren as well yeah yeah, just just like getting them out of shops going, oh, you never know this one, you know, they might not show it again or you might not be able to get it again. Um, yeah, if I'm in a secondhand shop and like that, I'd live quite 
close to if you if I see any horror, I buy it straight away. And that's the thing, horror is fine. It's hard to find out in the wild. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, in those yeah. places, you, you'll find a million copies of a uh, Titanic. Yeah, <laughs> but you're like, that's I can't. A silly movie, you will get. 10 times over. <laughs> mm-hmm, definitely. Titanic and speed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So what got you guys into wanting to join together for your podcast? Oh, uh, I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll take I'll take this. Um, mm-hmm. We'd actually had uh, previously before doing this, uh, we were on a short-lived podcast uh, with another host. And very it, short-lived. Very short. Probably five or six episodes. And mm-hmm. It, it didn't work out. So uh, that ended in September of 2019. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I don't want to blame Nicolas Cage, uh, but I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking it was, Con, it was Con Air's fault because yeah. the last ah. episode we did of that podcast was a watch along for, for Con Air. And yeah, there's a lot of dead air. Uh, oh no. It. Yeah. <laughs> but um. But uh, after we left that, we, we kind of got like a taste for it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they say for a serial killer, he's getting better. He's got a taste for it now. <laughs> he's progressing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's evolving. 100%. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and Rodney was like, dude, we need to do this. I'm like, yeah, that was fun. And it was like, well, let's do like, I mean, I think we'd even said that. Let's talk about horror. That was kind of yeah. like like what we really kind of wanted to do on the on the old one on the old mm-hmm. podcast um but it was kind of like a it was a it was a hodgepodge it was whatever you talk about yeah. like um, i mean it's it's horror but i, I mean horror centric yes mm-hmm. but i mean you know we'll talk about like old tv shows or cartoons yeah. mm-hmm. or pop culture kind of stuff and you know uh all over the map yeah and um and then uh oh, and then uh come december we're like we're going to do it Mm-hmm. And, and and Rodney was a big driving force behind that and and he was just like uh I'm getting I'm getting a microphone let's do that I was like okay I need to get a microphone and, and then he went on to another podcast in January and just said hey we're doing this uh, this thing and just announced it so I was like okay we're <laughs> doing like, it we now no going back exactly yeah. but but the, you know what that was good that was that's exactly what we needed because mm-hmm. you know we I wasn't doing anything <laughs> and plus if we if we had known what was going to happen a month later come mm-hmm. mid-march oh god we yes. would i yes. would have been like uh we should have started this back in november right yeah. <laughs> you know but who knew who knew but yeah that's but you, how that's how we that's how we got into it but you know podcasting uh, is essentially uh, it came natural but it it wasn't really our first foray into uh creating something together oh yeah uh in fact um john and i we had gone to high school uh with each other and after high school you know people go their separate ways and everything uh and uh, john and i lost touch for a few years but when myspace came out we got back in touch with one another brilliant and around that time john was like hey I'm making a zombie movie. I quit my job. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I'm going to make a zombie short. Yes. And so I heard I, you I, guys talking about this on your podcast. Mm-hmm. I, I need to find a copy to give to Rodney because right. I can't. I It's somewhere, but buried in a box that I, I don't know where it's at. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I made a 13 minute short zombie thing. Uh, it's, it's, it's great. I love it. It's, take uh, take a, are you familiar with the old show, This Old House? Mm-hmm. 
I've heard I've heard of it. I, I haven't watched it, but I've heard of it. There was a guy named Bob Vila. He mm-hmm. you went with him uh, weekly. It was a PBS show, it was a public access show, mm-hmm. uh, but syndicated. And he would go to old houses and kind of show how you this is how you can fix them up. Right. Not not the flip, but it's just like, you know, this is how you do carpentry, this is how you do plumbing. Well, I took that kind of concept and merged it with Night of the Living Dead. Oh. <laughs> and so they, you have this this crew doing um uh shooting a show and then oh it just happens that uh they're they're barricading instead of trying to make <laughs> trying to, yeah. Trying to, yeah uh much better set out loud and on paper than the actual execution i in my opinion <laughs> but uh but it was fun and i learned a lot because i went to college for video production in mm. atlanta I, it was a two-year college I only stayed there one year because I, <laughs> I like to drink. He knew what he knew, he, he knew it all, so I only needed one year. Yeah, yes. yeah, I knew it all. yeah, I knew it all. I was gonna have a huge bill later. Uh, <laughs> but see, John is being very um, uh, modest, humble, modest, exactly. Because I'll tell you, I, I like to say honest, but okay. <laughs> well, well, see, house. The name of the the short is called House Resurrection. And okay. uh, there's also a couple commercials that John filmed <laughs> that are kind of, they're funny, yeah. um, that, that are interlaced in there. Now, um, I will say there, uh, John caught a couple brilliant shots in this flick and also had, uh, as far as the makeup, he had some really talented makeup people uh, that he knew that helped out. Um, uh, there was uh, some CGI that was that added. I lucked out. Yeah, I had some that, friends that, that turned yeah, out. Actually, yeah, turned really out really well. well. Yeah, but um, but uh, but we we are planning something special for House Resurrection. Oh, fantastic! Uh, and House Resurrection will see the light of day eventually when eventually, I find my comment. maybe a commentary track <laughs> maybe we'll do a live screening over our commentary would be longer than the short yeah <laughs> but but uh but when when john was was doing that and we hooked up at, you know uh, after myspace uh, it was so easy to to get back in it because john was in the same place that i was and uh and i i cameo in the in the film i uh i worked for scale so it you was a big for, favor to well, him one day uh you worked for pizza and beer yes <laughs> so yeah. yeah but uh but but yeah so i mean you know gosh it, it, it was times in high school when you know we would draw you know like comics and just oh <laughs> john uh actually our first creative uh venture together oh my god i was yeah i was editor of the <laughs> of the school newspaper uh yeah, for our high school and john i know was uh, a very is a very talented artist as far as uh not only putting together our artwork for the show but also uh drawing things always has been i can and, draw. yeah he can draw and, and so we came up with an idea to do a comic strip for the school newspaper but it was like it was amateur <laughs> hour <laughs> i mean but it was like you know it, it it was like it was about a rabbit right yeah and it God. was like a, a space okay. age rabbit and it was kids, it's like we had kids dropped, at home yeah. if you're listening to this don't bite off more than you can chew and if you have a decent idea go with it don't start yeah. making up stuff you don't know anything about because <laughs> <laughs> i think back about that i'm like god that was terrible it was terrible <laughs> but it's like i mean you know it's like uh it was 
it was like an acid fever dream that John and I had come up and and so when we we got it in there and it ran for like like I think three or three three weeks and I was like hey is anyone liking this they're like what I'm like "Mm." they're like we don't understand it John and I are you kidding me it's great it's only three panels what can you not understand exactly Exactly. it was right there in front of you if Stanley Kubrick had a newspaper comic strip he would have that's what 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 we made is a very space odyssey space mm-hmm. odyssey uh mm-hmm. it was a very art house it was newspaper. not good. <laughs> <laughs> he's blowing the smoke up your ass right. this was terrible <laughs> <laughs> but uh but, okay, but, but you know what you gotta though. you gotta cut your teeth you know you got you gotta fail to figure out what you mm-hmm. want to do or how to fix it so yeah yeah okay. so it was a learning experience definitely Right. So we've been we've been uh, uh, creating, I think, since the the day we met, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, I'm going to take a twist a bit of a question that you guys gave to us before in the previous in your own episode. Mm-hmm. So I have a question which has turned into like a double question. So I was going to ask you guys what your favorite scary movie is, and I'm going to take an idea from uh, from John and say, <laughs> what is your favorite? your least favorite horror movie because that is an interesting twist so i'm stealing it uh and i'm going to whichever one of you guys can answer first gets to go well uh i'll go first um and again that's a hard question Uh, it's not nice is it no it's not and it was ronnie who came up with this question not me (laughs) what yeah Uh, no sorry that has john written all over (laughs) yeah um I don't have a favorite, but if I just go what first thing comes to mind uh, for favorite horror movie, um, you know, I'm going to go Shining. I'm going to go Shining, Uh, even though uh, King hated it, but he's kind of like warmed up to it now after (laughs) 40 years, I guess. Yeah. Uh, But uh, and, and and, you know, uh, I'll say two parter, even though it's not my favorite movie, but definitely Dr. Sleep is a great sequel to it, I think. So, and which I did not expect that to even be decent. And I saw my birthday when it, when it came out, I was like, man, this is great. Uh, least favorite. Oh, oh, <laughs> that's a, uh, there's so many bad ones. Yeah. But also too, you, <laughs> but you, but you can find, you can find some, some nuggets, some, some, a little bit of gold and, and crap. <laughs> uh, but now I'm looking around because I got some I got some stinkers, but I kind of like them too. Yeah. Ah, goodness gracious. Ah, it's like saying, hey, what's that thing that you hate? What's that poison you don't like to take? Mm. <laughs> I stay away from it. What are you talking about? Um, I don't know. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> I'll say, oh, I don't know if they're really, maybe they're horror, but maybe they're more comedy horror. Those, those terrible parody ripoffs Oh, scary like, movie and no, no, I love scary movie. I'm oh, talking okay. about the the lower end ones, oh. like uh, Shriek. Oh, Shriek! I, if you know what I did last summer, yeah, Halloween, like that kind of stuff. Because yeah. it's like, oh, like absolutely, yeah, the mashing up of the mashing up. Films. Yeah, yeah, and, like and, and you can tell they're like, oh, they're just embarrassing, and I don't yeah. like that, and I, I don't yeah. like to watch something and feel embarrassed while I'm watching because I'm like, I didn't make this. What do I feel like? This? <laughs> Hey, are you telling me, are you telling me that a film with uh, Tiffany uh, Amber Thiessen and Tom Arnold is horrible? 
Jesus Christ. I man. guess I am, sir. Uh, no but, but I mean, th- there's worse movies. But that that kind of is first thing that kind of pops up in my mind. I got you. Oh, the Rodney. Oh, yes. Yeah, right back uh, at you, Rodney. Next. So, and that's the thing. So, like for me, uh, you cannot. I mean, The Shining Man is that is it's it's tops. I mean, but you know, it it kind of interchange. It, it it's my it, it's a two that and it depends on what day you ask me today it's a shining tomorrow it just might be the exorcist yeah. you know um th- those two to me are are two of the tops and you know what i'm actually gonna uh uh take uh emer your uh kind of point of view uh as well from when we asked you the question picking uh, all of the movies in the world Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. um, I went by the I love social media. <laughs> I couldn't. I just it was worse than right. Sophie's choice. I go. I, I like went. horror. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's so tough because I mean because Blair Witch. That I thought you would have. Well, that would been you would have uh, led with that. I thought. Well, I mean, but the The Shining and The Exorcist are just are two films that I just they're just from a standpoint of of horror. I mean, Kubrick just that entire i mean from the from the beginning of the shining the very i mean you're just you're pulled in you know you watch um they did that documentary about the shining Mm, room 237 yeah yeah i mean wow i mean there's just so much symbolism so many theories so many it was like as long as the film itself right yeah that was a long yeah Mm. It was, but I mean, I was just you know, captivated, and mm-hmm. The Exorcist is just—I mean, it's—it's it's terrifying. It, it was a cultural movement all of its own. Yeah, it was, yeah. actually, yeah. It—it, it, it, I mean, it, it phenomenal. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it just The Exorcist. I mean, just just watching it, just from—I mean, rewatching it, it's the fact of knowing what that cute, innocent little girl is gonna experience because at the beginning of the film she's happy you know and they're talking and life is so and you know what's coming and it's so like subtle that first it's like she starts just you know she tells everyone oh you're all gonna die and then it's like she's been flung around on the bed but it's all very physical she's still reagan yes and then it just starts to take over and she's no longer even the purest form of herself she's gone she's gone and it's you know it's it's fear of of losing it your, yourself and again i i put myself into a, a lot of these characters because it's you know you know you, you try to empathize or you try to see where they're at you, mm-hmm. you know as far as you know can i relate to this character you know what would i do in this situation i think that's what a lot of us horror fans really like to do yeah. um you know i mean being a parent and and looking at the standpoint of The Shining in the pandemic, I can't say I haven't had my own, you know, it's like, you know, working all day and it's like, you know, and it is, you know, all working. You think maybe he no needs play. to see a doctor. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, so Exorcist, Shining and, and Blair Witch are, are there, but then there's just so it does many, yeah. it, it opens mm. up a lid and you're like i can't it show it there's so many it, it does uh but yeah. you know what but i 
if I could ever do a, a cultivate or, or curate my own drive-in double feature, I'd do the Exorcist and the Shining double feature. Oh, that'd, that'd be, be a good great. One. Yeah. I mean, and I, you know what? And I would start with, I'd, I'd start with The Shining. Yeah. Yeah, because the yeah, because yeah. the crowd yeah you'll you'll get a lot of people for the shining. Then the the other ones are like it's too late. I, yeah. I got to go home. I can't what's I can't stay out all night and watch this yeah. and go home. <laughs> yeah. Now for my least favorite, it's actually it's pretty easy, uh, really? and I and I say it uh, because um, it it's something that I have struggled with for uh, a long time. But and I, it, this is a film that I keep going back to, hoping that it'll change. But my least favorite is the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. It's yeah. like, it's like a, it's like a girlfriend, right? It's like a new girlfriend where it's like when they first announced the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street, you're like, eh, are you sure? And then it's like Jackie R. Haley, and you're like, yeah, you get a little bit more excited or whatever. Oh yeah, and, yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, we're going to make it scarier, you know, and take it back to here. And you're like, yeah, and even the makeup a little bit, you're kind of like, you know, um, holy cow, man. Like, I wanted that movie to be so good. And it, and every time I rewatch it, and believe me, I rewatch it more than I, I oh, probably right. should. I do. Um, I mean, it's on HBO Max, so sometimes I'll fall asleep watching it, you know? <laughs> But it's it's one of those things where it's I keep watching it, hoping that it'll change, <laughs> and and I don't know why. I don't. It's not gonna. No. But I, it's, no. <laughs> so I mean, it's, I, I never I never gave it the time of day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it's one of those things where it's you know it it's my least favorite because I want it to be one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. You wish it would follow the ranks of the other Nightmare right. on the Street films, but it just won't. It's unruly. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, even with the Rob Zombie Halloween remake, so you know, I, I get that they're they're different and stuff like that. At the end of the day, it was like it felt like a Michael Myers movie. I mean, because we had, you know, and sorry, Aaron, we had Resurrection, you know, um, <laughs> that was just. I know it's Aaron's favorite. I just can't help but. Oh, I mean, he, he he's used to hearing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he used to, he's, he he predicates that he goes. Eh. I know people don't like it, but, yeah. <laughs> but I, mean, I think when you have those films, yeah. they are notably not loved yeah. by other people. You just kind of go, yeah, it's not for good. everyone. It's all good. Oh, sure. But it's like, at least it was, it was Michael Myers better than resurrection. I haven't he heard anyone that, that says, you know what? I hate the Rob Zombie Halloween movies, you know, uh, more than resurrection. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's like resurrection took the bar down way ah! low. I you know? love resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Grace. Oh my God. No, I'm fully aware of my- Oh, I took it down a few pieces. So don't worry. I'm, yeah. I'm like, I admit it i kind of bask in it a bit sometimes sure. i'm like do you know what at this stage in life i'm, I'm no longer mm -hmm. pretending that um yeah they're kind of my faves yeah well with the friday the 13th remake i mean it, that was decent i mean even though it was like he was protecting weed and he ran i love Derek mears i thought Derek mears was great as jason 
felt like it was Rambo with with the hockey mask who liked weed. <laughs> I was like, this guy's everywhere. <laughs> this is but, crazy. <laughs> but but that one I can I can I can actually kind of enjoy. You know, I mean, you know, it's I would watch that over Jason Takes Manhattan. Oh I'll God, yeah. I'll, I'll watch Manhattan just just for the oh, the, the terrible factor for it to make fun of. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, yeah, so if you want a quick laugh. Right. So I just have a quick and easy quick fire round and I'm going to give each one of you guys a separate question because there's no point even repeating it for you guys. So I'm going to name like two things and whichever the one that stands out for you is the most favorite, just say. So John, I'm going to start with you. Okay. So uh and then what I'm asking is for you guys to pick your favorite of, of these two topics. So the exorcist or the omen? Oh, uh, you know, I'm going to go omen. Okay. And Rodney, Halloween or Scream? Scream. Okay. John, remakes or originals? Originals. Okay. That's good. And uh, Rodney, <laughs> Laurie Strode or Ellen Ripley? Laurie Strode. Oh, okay. I would have gone uh, Ripley. <laughs> no, I know that, John. That's why I said that. Get away from her, you bitch. Um, okay, Rodney, slasher or psychological? Slasher. Okay. And finally, John, we have, now this is just one I made up, Ouija board or Trivial Pursuit, both the gateways into hell. Which oh, one trivial do you think pursuit. is? yeah <laughs> because you got to really earn your way in <laughs> oh yeah get your slice of the pie oh sorry yeah that's it that was just awesome. just a little palette nice. yeah <laughs> so we're going to walk into we have had a palate cleanser and now we're going to gorge into the full easter chocolate bonanza of our easter eggs yeah so grace would you like to get started on some of your easter eggs yeah, I suppose we can kind of go back to we were we were talking about this and it was I was like, am I right in saying this? But the whole origin of the Easter egg within yes. movies and you have Rocky Horror Picture Show. So the on set, they actually had an Easter egg hunt. Mm -hmm. So in some of the scenes, you will see some Easter eggs that are part of the movie. And it is one of my favorite movies. So I think it's um, a really, really cool kind of tidbit. Um, but I was looking up a lot of kind of movies with Easter eggs. And um, it's funny, I always kind of associate Easter eggs and stuff with um, like comic book movies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I always put them with that. So even when we were talking about this and I was like, oh, what about Easter eggs? I was like, ah, oh, do they exist? Of course they exist. I kind of felt stupid even asking. Um, but uh, so I looked up a load and it was quite funny while I was doing some of the research. Um, my mum is over this weekend and she was she was listening. And every so often I just hear her laughing. Go, that's so stupid. Or like, and she <laughs> horror. And she was just like, that's ridiculous. So um, one of the ones that I had found, and I'm sure everybody came across this, um, and everyone will know it, which has one of the highest kind of Easter eggs in um, any horror kind of horror comedy or parody was um, Shaun of the Dead. So you have so many nods to um, like all of the zombie movies, the, the movies that kind of paved the way for this movie. 
and without going too much into it because there were so many like you have his name is somebody's name is ash and then you have all the um the other kind of nods as well a lot of names and even the um even before the movie starts the music starting when universal comes around that music was part of another great zombie Uh movie and everything so like i kind of knew that that would be there but what i thought was really cool was um the nod to Shaun of the dead in uh land of the dead Mm. yeah yeah so um (laughs) and i was real like oh my god nobody's gonna know this (laughs) but obviously uh, loads of people do (laughs) so Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright um, a cameo in Land of the Dead which I just think is such a cool thing that obviously I just thought like how cool would that be you're such a fan and you've made such this beautiful love letter to the genre that you love and pretty much the person who didn't invent it but perfected this turned around and said you know what you did it great and here you go I was like I actually think I'd be like okay I'm done now I'm okay and and then okay. there's an also little tidbit um because Shaun of the Dead and Dawn of the Dead both came out in 2004 if I'm right 2003 2004 um when Dawn of the Dead was being filmed um Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright were also two random zombies running through the mall they had just they I, I saw it on a like a making of back in the early 2000s and it always stuck out in my head they were like they had to pause them and like highlight who they were they were like just two <laughs> random zombies running through in one of the parts where they're starting to get taken over and that was them too oh, um, cool. yeah awesome. all it was it was just brilliant I think as well even all the references within Shaun of the Dead to Spaced Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So it was really cool as well. So it wasn't just a love letter to that. It was also a love letter to what the actors have done before. And then I think my favorite one out of all of them was when they rang the mom and he's like, We're coming to get you, Barbara. Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was just brilliant. Well, the uh the uh the episode of Spaced where uh, he was playing Resident Evil, yeah, I think is where the whole genesis for Shaun of the Dead came up, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. he was. Um, Edgar Wright was also saying that he, the, you know, the the part where Shaun goes from the shop, he goes from his apartment to the shop. He said that he had been, um, he was going out with this girl at the time, and um, she was going away for the weekend she turned around and said just make sure you're not playing resident evil all weekend because it literally just come out and he was like no no no, i won't it's fine so he played (laughs) resident evil all weekend Mm -hmm. and then he left his house and he said while he was walking to the shop he was like oh my god what if like a zombie apocalypse happened now (laughs) what would i do and that was where that scene came from which i thought was very cool but yeah the 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 episode is based when Mm -hmm. he's saying that um, if Brilliant. you if you go and check the behind the scenes of Land of the Dead, mm-hmm. uh, of, the, of the extras on the DVD, there is a whole scene, their whole segment where uh, George 
is talking with them as soon as they get off the plane. It's 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 a probably I don't know about maybe ten or fifteen minute uh, behind the scenes with okay. Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg and George Romero. It's really good, so, so something to check out. If yeah, oh, awesome, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, I'm yeah. So another one that I had seen and um was Midsummer. So I didn't know if it was kind of more foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. as much as um kind of easter eggs i suppose um but you had the whole full kind mm-hmm. of description of what was going to happen um there's a lot of imagery of bears during the whole movie um and there's also the um the faces that appear mm-hmm. um through the movie as well where you have when she's um, kind of crowned the May Queen and she's going away, her sister's face is within the trees and you can see kind of the pipe almost yeah. within the trees coming up into the face and both her parents are within the crowd as well, um, which is very sinister. It's a very visual mm-hmm. film. Yeah. yeah, it's such a visual film. It's absolutely beautiful. There was, there was one other one. I, I love watching lists when I'm doing these um, kind of um, doing any research and there was one where and it wasn't more I didn't really think it was an easter egg as much um, because it was just like oh you slightly see this person mm-hmm. in a scene kind of blink if you miss it kind of thing but I just thought it was like it's one of my say, favorite scenes in a horror movie ever which because I think it's just gas but you know that scene in Insidious where it's the little boy and he's like the paper boy and um, you can see him through the window mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then the music starts and it's like tiptoe through the window. <laughs> oh yeah. And like they were making this like Easter egg out of it and I was like there's no Easter egg there but it's just a really funny scene. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that scene in any movie. Myself and my sister would always like be texting each other going oh, do you remember that? <laughs> and actually during that uh during that bit they were like that bit is terrifying and also the fact that Darth Maul is in the uh film as well so I was like brilliant yeah he is <laughs> like the most disappointing part of the movie ever Rodney what do yes. you have Dan as your easter eggs so um as, as far as Easter eggs go, uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show thing is, I mean, it's, it's brilliant. You know, the, I mean, it's to, to, um, to think that, you know, there are YouTubers with millions of followers that all they do are Easter egg videos and to think that they have the Rocky Horror Picture Show to thank for it, yeah. I think is, is pretty outstanding and pretty wild actually mm-hmm. uh but um but i love uh whenever i spot an easter egg myself you know mm. without being prompt you know yeah mm-hmm. uh I, I, my 12-year-old son does it all the time and and it's funny grace how you were talking about you know how sometimes doing research and everything you're like that's not an easter egg or whatever yeah that's the way my 12 year old son is it's it's you know it's he's like you know but dad look doesn't that mean so i'm like no it doesn't you know (laughs) you know and then come to find out like maybe we'll 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 go ahead and you know and watch a youtube video together or whatever and it's like they say it 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 is and uh you know but uh, yeah i told you (laughs) but um you know one of my uh 
one of my favorite movies uh is um leslie vernon uh, oh, behind the yeah. mask the rise of leslie vernon and I, I gotta tell you there are tons of easter eggs in in that movie now the there is probably one of the biggest crimes in horror is the fact that there has not been a sequel to leslie vernon yet yes uh, because it is such a, you know, brilliant film. You talk about meta, you know, kind of like what Scream did. You talk about what, uh, you know, so many of of these self-aware horror movies. Leslie Vernon is definitely um, one of the best. Um, and uh, and so a few of the Easter eggs in there. Uh, Kane Hodder uh, is is in there, but he's actually they're in the neighborhood and they're filming them. And he's actually outside the house uh, where Nightmare on Elm Street was filmed. Yeah. And speaking of Nightmare on Elm Street, you had Robert England playing the, uh, uh, the Loomis kind of character. Yeah. In, in that. Uh, also, you can spot um, in Leslie's house, the, um, uh, the, the box from Hellraiser, the puzzle box. Oh, uh, it is uh, on a table somewhere. What's it called? Oh. The, the the lament configuration. Yeah, the lament called? configuration. Uh, and also, um, uh, God, I mean, gosh, there's so many. But uh, also the the Psycho House, uh, like um, yes, the house from Psycho. There's a model of that in the background uh, in his house, um, and also um the uh the gentleman who was on walking dead who was also in scott uh, wilson scott wilson um he's supposed to be he's his mentor he's his serial killer mentor yeah but he's supposed to be the killer from black christmas oh yeah and that was that was an easter egg that um i had while doing research uh that i had actually come across because uh, he kind of has this whole uh, dialogue uh, where he says, you know, it was a whole different world back when I was in the game. I had a good portion of my success in the late 60s and 70s. Uh, back then, it was about quantity of work. How many jobs you uh, can you fit in a year? How many places can you hit? You know, we didn't have all these preparation these guys use today. Uh, there's always been hacks out there, people mucking it up, one-hit wonders who make a bloody mess of some sorority somewhere and get killed or arrested. Makes it bad for all of us, cheapens it. So, mm. you know, so it's that kind of bit of dialogue is the fact yeah. that he, you know, uh, was the uh, the killer from... Uh, He's Black talking Christmas. about the boyfriend at the end of Black Christmas who, yep. when she killed him, they just presumed that he was the killer. Yep so ah. so yeah so uh I, I mean again just if you're a horror fan you know there's so many stuff and he even talks about uh you know he brings up uh you know mike and jason and fred you know mm. like they're yeah. actual people so. does that mean yeah. his wife was one of the sorority Could be. i think his wife who he had in the film was definitely not his first wife mm oh god i thought okay. she was a lot younger so i imagine that she was well, like a if he was maybe or a his, later wife well i was thinking well maybe he was in his 30s doing this in the 70s 
Yeah. As a Black Christmas, I mean, there. Yeah. I mean, there was an age difference. You never so, know. Yeah. Oh, because <laughs> it popped. It, that just popped in my head. I went, was "She one of the victims that survived? Was she the victim?" Yeah, the Stockholm syndrome got to her, and you know, <laughs> yeah. finest. Yeah. Well, and and not to uh, to forget the uh, late great Zelda Rubinstein, who was also in Leslie Vernon. So mm. it's it, uh, that yeah. that movie's just a Easter egg. Yeah, bonanza. bonanza yeah so that that's what i had i that. definitely have to go back i have a confession i i had to turn that movie off i think i was in a bad mood when i was watching it oh, no. so i have to go back and watch it because emer loves it and the more i think about it the more i'm like the concept of this movie is genius yeah so, oh. i think you just need to clear mind mm-hmm. give it a watch an <laughs> that's a good double feature yeah yeah, that yeah. Is a good i feature. envy that that's brilliant and you can the, look through the window emer <laughs> and the cool thing is that the director scott glosserman uh is from maryland which is uh you know up north to us mm-hmm. and um uh and nathan ba- basil who uh plays leslie uh john and i actually met them at a horror movie convention oh wow um and we uh, i had actually before we met him john and i watched it on netflix in the hotel in the hotel (laughs) i never watched it before and so i watch it and then i come downstairs and meet the director and the actor it was pretty cool fresh (laughs) very fresh i was like i just watched the movie you're in (laughs) in fact when we told him it was kind of like when netflix was in their streaming infancy oh yeah yeah we just watched it on netflix he was like you just watched it on netflix and we're like yeah we posted it the dvd to you (laughs) (laughs) but uh and and they were like i mean I mean, gosh, this, I mean, again, streaming was still very that young, was, so they were that was like of, 2012, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, so, I mean, yeah, that really was kind of, uh, I mean, just it, kind of surreal. Yeah. In a way. To be able to just get it and then be able to go see, like, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so, John, what do you have as your egg bonanza? Well, um, I'm going to, I have quite a few, but. Let me start. I think, you know what? This one's pretty Two good. Two or three of your best. <laughs> well, this so one I ca- have a chance to still have something to talk about. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> uh, well, this one is one, but it kind of crisscrosses. So uh, it's the Nightmare on Elm Street Evil Dead crossover each yes. series. Yes. Okay. Um, I'll just go through the history of it. Uh, in Evil Dead, down in the basement, uh, there is a poster that's kind of torn on, on the wall, I guess, in the basement. Uh of the hills have eyes and as was craven well <laughs> uh i think this was sam raimi there's a torn up poster of jaws in uh the hills have eyes um in the in the trailer oh. and so i thought raimi thought it would be funny to tear a hills have eyes poster in, into pieces in the evil dead to tell wes no this is the real horror pal <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh I guess not realizing that that caught Wes's attention in the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, um, Nancy is watching Evil Dead One. Yes. As she falls asleep and she's trying, you know, she's nodding off and trying to. So there's the there's the Evil Dead. Uh, like like oh she's falling asleep to your horror movie. Then Evil Dead Two. <laughs> um, uh, Ash uh, he when he's chainsawing up Linda's head <laughs> in the vice 
in the uh, work shed, you can see a Freddy glove right above yeah. the door. Uh, and then uh, almost like a mistletoe. And then down in the basement, it pops up again in the fruit cellar. Uh, when he's looking for the pages, you see it hanging on the uh, next to a door. Uh, and so they had this kind of like little back and forth in a, in a, in a, in a funny little side note. Uh, Sam Raimi said he had, uh, I think he saw Wes Craven for the first time at some film festival. And so he hid and jumped out and scared him. <laughs> and he was like, ah! <laughs> he was like, Hey, how you doing? I got you good. And he was like, you're a maniac. <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so yeah, there, there's this little kind of like back and forth with, uh, with them, with uh, evil dead and nightmare on Elm street. And uh, I mean, eh, Oh, well, uh, and I hope no one has this one. Uh, I do apologize. Apologize <laughs> if you do um it's kind of like a, a, a it's, it's kind of like if you can speak norwegian the movie was ruined for you in the beginning of the movie yeah. uh, i'm talking about john carpenter's the thing mm. where uh the norwegian camp is chasing after the dog and mm. if you knew <laughs> norwegian uh the the quote he's saying is get the hell out of there that's not a dog it's some sort of thing it imitates a dog it isn't real get away you idiots yeah and then they kill their only savior because they didn't know but no, we never stupid. know that, I suppose, because we don't get the subtitles. Oh, uh, correct. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, but if you're from Norway, you knew oh, it. Oh, <laughs> you know exactly what's going on there. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen the film Pitch Perfect? I have heard of, there's three of them, correct? There's three of them. I have they not seen them. Um, <laughs> wonderful movies. Um, but there's one part, basically, where they're talking about um, movies and um the main character is kind of like yeah I don't really like movies and your man is like you like no movies and he's like they're always really predictable and she's like like with Star Wars and he was like you copped the most like kind of famous reveal in a movie ever <laughs> um, with Darth Vader and she's like in <laughs> she's like in German vader is father and she was like literally his name is dart father <laughs> <laughs> and when i learned this about the thing i was like oh my god it's pitch perfect <laughs> <laughs> and i was saying it to my husband i was like and he we both love pitch perfect it's just really fun it's really silly and it's really fun and um, I was like, oh, there's a connection with a horror movie. <laughs> I think you'll get it. I'm going to give you one more. Mm -hmm. It's not a horror movie, but it creeped me out as a kid until oh. I got older and really figured it out. You ever heard of the uh, Tom Selleck, uh, <laughs> Tom Selleck, Ted Danson? Um, oh, yeah. Who was the third guy in Three Men and a Baby? Oh, uh, the Gutenberg. Bra oh, yeah, Gutenberg, Steve Gutenberg. The yeah. Do you know the scene I'm talking about? No. There's a scene for years, especially mm. if you got it on like VHS. There's a scene where I guess Ted Danson's in the scene and uh, uh, older lady has the baby and they kind of like pan across and you see in the, this part of the, uh, the house in, in this room, the window and there's like kind of like see-through drapes and you can see a person standing in there. And as a kid, especially if you're watching it on a bad tape, mm -hmm. you can't tell what you're seeing, but you're like, that's a, oh my God. And, it, and, and I was always told it was a ghost. Yep. 
I was, it was always an urban it was legend a that it was a ghost, man. Yeah, and, it and looked, so oh, oh my god. god! Well, I found out by doing looking up Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. It's it's. It, I'd always heard later on. Oh, it was a standy cutout, like when they mm-hmm. do scenes like of groups of tons of people in a in a big big shot. That was BS. They had that wrong. Mm-hmm. It was actually a cutout of Ted Danson's character that had been shown <laughs> earlier in the movie and it just happened to be put there. Ah. But the, but the, it, oh my God, it freaked me out. I was like, I can't watch that one scene, man. And they're like, what are you talking about? Three men and a baby. <laughs> it's like that thing in The Wizard of Oz where they said in the background, there was a thing of the, the dwarf hanging and you're like, no, mm-hmm. no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, the, the uh, that whole thing, you know, there was a whole urban legend they were like you know the apartment that they filmed three men and a baby in there was a fire and the children died <laughs> yeah. and oh i mean it was this whole like it was horseshit it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's what it was <laughs> there is a scene in the descent have you seen that mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. um where there is like this whole theory that at the start um, so like really kind of like clued in viewers saw they were like oh you can see one of the creatures really early on in the movie mm-hmm. kind of crawling at one stage oh. and it's actually a crew member who just didn't get out oh, in time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, people were like oh my god you can see and they had to come out and be like no it's actually just a mistake yeah that's I, just we didn't know notice. Ted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ted, the same guy, couldn't get out in time. Yeah. He doesn't work in uh, in the industry anymore, funnily enough. <laughs> Emer, hit us off. So one, just to start out with that, just literally snapped to my mind. <laughs> now, we all would have seen Blair Witch 2, Broco Shadows. I know mm-hmm. that. It's, it's an absolute classic. Mm-hmm. Um, I got that on VHS so many years ago and it was one of those ones where on the specials you could if they were like if you pause it at this specific second they will have they themselves put stuff into the film like a frozen face here oh yeah in the scene there and i remember watching it with some of my friends uh funny enough we were in my friend shauna's house and uh we were watching it and i just remember one of the girls got so afraid she had to sleep with me in the bed that night and she was literally clutching me for the whole night sleeping because everything we saw i'm like but do you not understand? They were telling us to pause it right. <laughs> so we could see what they put in. But when we watched it in real time, of course, you missed it all because it was so blinking you miss it. You would. Yeah. But anyway, so I have a few other classics. Um, so there was a bit of a crossover. You were talking about Nightmare on Elm Street and uh, Night and uh evil dead Mm -hmm. so we also have scream and halloween have a bit Mm -hmm. of a crossover so in scream one before randy does his famous rules they are watching halloween and also in halloween h2o um two of the girls getting ready to go to a party are watching scream two Mm. whilst they're getting ready so that was kind of a a little Mm -hmm. And then another just smaller one is in the film Urban Legend. The character Pacey, this is how bad I am with Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was about he, to say, that, that's Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Yeah. As he's trying to get on with our, our lead girl. The love of my life. I just turn, yeah. Turns the radio on and you just yeah. hear like the, the theme song for 
Dallas agreed. He's like, I'll turn that crap off. <laughs> He's like, God, I hate that song. Yeah. Well, and um, so, you know, so, scary movie. Sorry. Uh, no, no. Um, I was I was just gonna say it's kind of an Easter egg for John and I because we are friends uh, with this guy Brian Frank who is who, who was an actor. Um, he he w- early on. Uh, he actually was an extra in an episode of Dawson's Creek. Yeah, because they shot it down in North Carolina, right. um, Wilmington. Wilmington, yeah. North Carolina. And so so that episode, I know when we go back and watch, there's no mistaking us seeing our our buddy Brian. Oh, spot you, yeah. 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 Yeah, so sorry to, sorry to interrupt with no, that. No, 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 yeah. no. These are really little tidbits. <laughs> Easter egg. There is a bit in his scary movie i think as well where um the james vanderbeek from dawson's creek mm-hmm. walks up oh yes and looks in, the, in the window and he's like oh shit wrong set yeah. sorry wrong set <laughs> and he just backs out of the window yeah it's yeah. brilliant mm-hmm. well speaking of scream as well we have the famous scene where there was the janitor in scream one and it was the janitor was called fred he happened to be in the jump though um, it was from Nightmare on Elm Street, from Freddy Krueger, and it is none other than Wes Craven. Mm-hmm. So that was a bit of an obvious Easter egg that I was pointing out. But also in Bride of Chucky, at the very opening scene, um, mm-hmm. before she gets Chucky's body, um, the remains of Chucky are in an evidence locker in a police holding. And inside of that evidence locker, we also have Jason Voorhees' hockey mask, Freddy Krueger's glove, Michael Myers mask, Leatherface's chainsaw, and even the puppet puppet from Puppet Master. Mm-hmm. So they're all just in one yeah. like big cage. And it's kind of a little bit funny to think that the director Ronnie Yu, he went on to direct Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. So it's kind of funny that they put like in there. I don't circle. even yeah, I don't even know if if it was in the plans for them to do Freddy versus Jason, because I know there was meant to be Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. Yes. Dead. They were meant to do as another film. They were meant to like bring it into hell, bring him into it. Oh, there was a whole other thing meant for that. Um, and my final one. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, can, sorry. Can, yeah, can, uh, well, because uh, you mentioned that uh, there was an interesting thing that that made me think of. Uh, you know, uh, there was the cover of I believe Sleepaway Camp. Was it three? Two. Uh, two where uh, Angela had uh, um, the the yes the, the backpack. backpack and it had like didn't it have like a Freddy glove and a yeah it had the glove mask. just yeah yeah and machete and all that. So I mm-hmm. mean, it's like. When I saw that scene, I automatically thought of that poster from Sleepaway Camp too. Yeah, just so what else can you put in with it? Yeah, let's just throw throw it all in there. <laughs> oh, that was great. Yeah, if only if only that was the mashup for that film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, my final one is Predator Two. So we have the trophy room. Mm-hmm. So because they're putting the Predator film in the same universe as Alien, mm-hmm. which in theory was brilliant now have not say they were hilarious films yeah. nonetheless um but just before the final showdown between protagonist harrigan which was played by danny glover and the predator um it's made in los angeles and um, he finds a spaceship hidden underground and the battle takes place in this ship's trophy room all the skulls are on display and one of the fans had zeroed in on the fact that one of the skulls was that of a xenomorph 
and suddenly a lot of people a lot of the fans didn't care that it was Danny Glover basically versus the Predator they just wanted to see Predator versus possibly the Xenomorph and that like I remember Sigourney Weaver knew from very early on like where the alien films were going to be going and she knew that there was a plan of alien versus predator and I remember she was just like no like she just about did alien 3 and really just about did alien 4 and she was like I draw the line at alien versus predator Mm -hmm. she would not she refused but I just I'll always think that I wish Sigourney Weaver stopped at aliens yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's that's my personal opinion i wish she stopped at the second film well sure you, it's, yeah uh, well you know these days they could always go back and just get rid of alien uh three and the rest of them and, and just resurrection and have uh yeah. an, an older uh ripley out there in space uh tango with them one more time do a halloween yeah. to it there yeah. you go. I mean, because it's it's Halloween. There's um, uh, they just announced uh, what was it? There's another um, the the new Texas Chainsaw. They just announced it's going to be oh, Sally yeah. Hardesty. Yes, yes, it's, actually, yeah. It's going to be an older Sally Hardesty. Now, obviously, um, the original actress has passed on. Uh, Marilyn Burns, right? Yep has passed on so it's a different actress that's going to be playing sally hardesty but the new texas chainsaw that they're actually filming right now is going to be like an older um uh an older uh version it i mean they're doing the halloween treatments with that it's the it's the new in thing for horror yeah 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 forget the franchise just think remember the first one we're going um, from there. Redcon. Yeah. Redcon yeah. the shit at it. <laughs> don't go. like it, rewrite it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly, Grace. Yeah. Um, another one that I really liked actually was kind of all the nods and saw, well, four saw and then mm. in saw. So you had um where if people you would never have noticed without having seen the movies, but obviously that the um the patient at the start mm-hmm. turns out yeah. to be um jigsaw and he's he's drawing his reverse bear trap but yeah. then also that jigsaw is actually in quite a few of the other movies mm-hmm. so he's in um he is in the conjuring he no. um yeah there's like a there's a drawing of him in the background there's a drawing there's a he's in dead silence it's kind of like if you have a look you'll mm-hmm. see him in a few places which i thought was quite cool oh okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that, that j- jigsaw puzzle shows up uh in a lot of flicks and i think uh james wan mm. you know the james wan flicks you know yeah, yeah. he seems to be in a in yeah one a lot of them. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so with that our delicious mm. easter eggs um were um yeah they have been eaten. They are slowly digesting them. I didn't yeah. take the shell off. Yeah. No. <laughs> Tin foil and all. <laughs> I put so, a little... <laughs> me are killing me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> I put a little horseradish in mine. Ooh. Yeah. Spicy. Yeah. Sprinkle it with a little bit of uh, some bacon and then some uh, some Old Bay seasoning. Uh, which is a seasoning uh, that we put on most everything here in the States. Ooh. 
Called yourself. <laughs> I like anything with seasoning or any chocolate seasoning, really. So we have been doing, um, we have been following our poster of 100 horror movies. And this week we looked at Phantasm. So a teenage boy and his friends face off against a mysterious grave robber known only as the tall man who keeps a lethal arsenal of terrible weapons with him. How did everyone find it? Emer? I know you're dying to chat about it. I'm we'll going go to, to- We'll go to our guests first. Yeah, before okay. I, yeah, before I say anything. Um, I saw this movie probably in eighth or ninth grade. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I always heard about it because uh, it was came out I think two years after I was 79 born. yeah so, so I mean I'd always known about it heard about it and the 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 silver balls yeah <laughs> the, the yeah. killer silver ball like like you're just like oh no that's that's crazy man especially <laughs> in the 80s yeah, 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 yeah. um and uh I, I when I finally saw it I was like oh that's a that's a frightening scary movie but again that's either a, a eighth grader or a freshman saying that uh, but as I've gotten older, I still love the movie, but I went back and rewatched it because I knew we were going to talk about it. And mm-hmm. yeah, there's some, there's some stuff that's dated for mm-hmm. real <laughs> in it. Um, but, uh, but overall I do enjoy the movie. I have, uh, it's one of those things where it's like, it was almost like forbidden growing up and then, oh, you, I really started really enjoying it as I got older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my uh, uh, first memories of it is, you know, seeing commercials or, or, uh, you know, you'd see previews on HBO or what have you of, you know, coming movies. The commercial for the sequel, the ball is back. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. I always confuse the tall man, uh, Angus Scrim, with the the evil guy from... um, um, um poltergeist yeah two part two yeah, yeah he, part they two. Kinda, yeah they have that yeah that kind that of tall old graying man in a suit just right yeah but like, that's I, a scary one of them all for real I, I mean as i got older though you know obviously you can differentiate um joe bob briggs actually did a phantasm marathon um there's five all in yeah yes and uh, he did the Phantasm Marathon. It was over Christmas one year, wasn't it? John? Christmas uh, about two years ago, yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, I had seen it in high school, uh, and um, and, and you know, uh, just kind of diving more, kind of into the the beginning of it. Um, Don Coscarelli was only twenty three when he made this movie. Um, I mean, he was super young and, uh, you know, to have gone on and do, you know, moves like Bubba Hotep, you know, he did did Beastmaster and Beastmaster. Exactly. Uh, but I mean, he was young. Um, his, uh, uh, you know, it only, and I say only, but I mean, this was in the 1978, $300,000, is what mm-hmm. the budget was for this film and it wound up making like 11 million i think yeah at the box office so you've got a 23 year old who um you know got help from his parents but also they got inv- investments uh investors you know which those investors certainly got a heck of a return on their investment mm-hmm. you, you know um but just the fact that he was just so young 
um, and created, I mean, uh, a franchise, but I mean, yeah. a horror, uh, I mean, it's a legendary horror film. Yeah, it seems know? to be quite a cult kind of following. Oh, yeah. This movie. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's, um, you know, I dig it. Uh, I, I think that my best um, or my favorite experience was watching the Joe Bob marathon mm-hmm. uh, because Joe Bob was talking about it, you know, and, uh, and all that. Um, it, it's, uh, I, I mean, it's, it's, you, you can't really put it into a, a, a genre really no. it's it's its no. own it's its own yeah. unique flick you know yeah. and it's, a, it's multiple yeah. genres exactly yeah. oh yeah 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 i have to say like when i watched it for this list it was my first time seeing it and um i regret only seeing it as a 33 year old i feel like as if i should have seen it as a 13 14 year old i feel like as if it would have meant more for me it was like it's an entry level horror film. And I think it would have been like when you watch a film that I feel where your protagonist is a teenager or coming of age film, you need to be almost of the same age, maybe only a few years older to to really get the the vibe of it. So it wasn't scaring me as much. And I I had text Grace and I was like, I wasn't 100% sure how I felt about the film. I laughed at parts I wasn't sure I laughed, I should have been laughing at. And I was a bit bored in some parts um and a bit confused about the ending um but it's I do see it for what it was like I can imagine 79 like the the silver balls coming through and just you know stabbing like just getting into the heads of people and this all the little gremlin creatures being shrunk down because the gravity because they're slaves like it is it's it's almost a dune it's it's just like it's in a massive sort of worlds within mm-hmm. it's it's not just people dying it's people being killed and then they're being turned into slaves go off into another planet like it is all encompassing but watching it as an adult i have to say i didn't find it not one bit scary um mm-hmm. from from a fresh set of eyes but i wish i saw it when i was younger i really do yeah yeah somebody told me that this is Um, that Erie, Indiana was made based on this film. I'd be like, that makes sense. Wow, yeah. That's Joe Dante Um, that did Erie, Indiana. Erie, Indiana was like amazing. (laughs) Um, I loved it. Um, But yeah, it just reminded me of that. I love the 80s. I love all kind of like, I know it was 79, but it was that real kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. It was, um, yeah, it had that kind of feeling. I was quite confused a lot, um, but I am often. So um, that's that, fine. <laughs> that movie has dead ends that you're like, what? Huh, what? <laughs> Where did this? Yeah. Especially the end, because you're like, what did I just watch? If this right. is not. What's this the is Lavender a Woman for? Right. <laughs> oh, okay. That scene, okay, I, I don't want to be too blue. Okay, but the beginning of the movie. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, their their buddy was it Tommy? Yeah, it was with yeah. the mustache yeah. who later on gets shrunken down to a. Her jaw legs off. just seem to have gone forever because one they were up behind her and then it was like at the ground and I'm like she's the longest set of legs I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, she is having sex. Sex oh, yeah. with Tommy, stabs him and then becomes <laughs> the tall man. Yeah. So 
mm-hmm. know this is I'm going very blue here, but were they still doing it when he transformed? I mean, what what's the what yeah? At what here? stage? Because I went, like, I, I went, was a tall man. Because <laughs> when I was watching, I went, "Whoa, hold on!" Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, huh?" I don't know what just happened there because I, I seen that scene a million times. I'm like, "Oh, it was always the tall man." Then I'm like, "Wait a minute, what was the logistics going on here?" Maybe I'm looking a little too deep into it. I don't know, but that's God the first knows. thing I thought of. <laughs> because he does the same when he stabs Reggie like he's the lavender woman mm-hmm. and then he's the tall man I'm like mm-hmm. why bother why bother <laughs> and you know what's really weird is that those little uh, minions mm. were actually they, they were played by children yeah oh wow <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's yeah he don coscarelli actually used kids in in that role as the minions so uh, i mean <laughs> knowing yeah. that and going back and seeing it you're like they're abusing these children. well he sh- doesn't he does, does he shoot or kick the one and he just flies yeah. back yeah but i totally get what y'all are saying about you know uh about wanting to be younger and maybe having a more of an appreciation for it so um my son uh, would, would kind of one of those bridge uh, gaps into horror is Stranger Things. Yes. yes. And where when I watch Stranger Things, I can kind of relate a little bit more to Hopper and to Joyce and stuff. Yeah. When he watches it, it's like, you know, Dustin's his favorite character right mm-hmm. you know because uh, gavin moderato because he you know he's the smart ass you know he's the um kind of the mouth uh if you want to compare to goonies and stuff um so we both have an appreciation for stranger things but in two totally different ways oh yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean and that is the that's the great thing i, I think about a lot of these you know uh, horror movies like mm-hmm. troll 2 or the gate you know where where that you, you know uh, the lead is is a kid you know and no yeah. one believes the kid you know mm-hmm. and but it's really happening so it's um i totally get it when you say you know watching phantasm now versus had i watched it when i was a teenager i mean it it changed oh yeah yeah it would be different, different it's a different film to watch yeah yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. Well, guys thank you so much mm. for coming on and uh we definitely would love to have you back on again mm-hmm. um and we'll see can we get a few more people on maybe mm-hmm. um all together and we can do something um next week we are going to be looking at horror comedy mm-hmm. um and we're going to have ellen and uh, joe rooney on to uh, help us with that and look at some um funny horror movies and before you guys finish can you guys tell us where we can find where anyone can find you guys on well uh we actually have a brand new tiktok page so if you have tiktok uh hit us up at plastic fangs podcast uh also on twitter we're at plastic fangs pod instagram at plastic fangs podcast and facebook plastic fangs podcast and uh you can follow us anywhere you get your podcasts or wherever you listen to we're, we're on all of it 
and and we also uh and i will speak for john as well but we no. want to thank you <laughs> oh yes <laughs> john's like i've had a terrible time don't <laughs> yeah. speak on my behalf hey dirty they're awful people <laughs> Well, we definitely want to thank y'all for, for having us on. We uh, are fans of y'all as well. So uh, definitely, I'm looking forward to uh, your next episode about horror comedy. Thank for you. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. It's been a blast. An absolute blast. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's fans of fans meeting yeah. their fans. It's, yes. It's, yes. It's cool. It's, I like, this is I the crossover it. I can handle. Yes. It's well, a action. Yes. By saying that, I think Phantasm was the perfect film to talk about. Oh, <laughs> and with that dad joke, I think we should put this. <laughs> yes. And you can follow us on Because You're Home on Instagram with an underscore in between each word and Because You're At Home podcast on um, Facebook. And we're pretty much on all of the places you can find us for um, podcast listening. Come out, give us a listen. Tell a friend. Tell anyone. Tell that man on the street. Tell the tall man. <laughs> yeah, tell the tall man. Listen to us. Listen to us up in the clouds. <laughs> Guys, thank you so, so much. Um, and do 100% go and listen to Plastic Fans podcast. It is you won't regret it. On our rotation every week. And mm-hmm. every week absolutely love it and thank you so much for coming on um it has been such a a pleasure pleasure. thank you and we will talk to you again Bye. bye bye